And now, from our studios in Kansas City, Sci-Fi For Me Radio is live from the bunker. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Mr. and Mrs. America and all the ships at sea, ladies who lunch, captains courageous, princes of the universe, conversationalists across the fruited plain, and the people who are on the wrong side of the tracks, it's Open Line Friday. How's everybody doing today? We are live on four. Four, four different video platforms, so you can pick your poison, ladies and gentlemen. We are live on YouTube, Rumble, Odyssey, and Twitch. And it's okay if you're not here with us live. You can join us Memorex mode, that's fine. If you are with us live, you can jump in the chat because there is a chat widget for every every platform so you can speak your mind. Or, as we said, this be an Open Line Friday, you can actually jump on the show and speak your mind that way too. So we will get to that in just a second. Uh, we are, uh, let, me, let me shout out to people who are listening to this uh, show as a podcast. Uh, just a reminder, Sometimes the live video is good to accompany the topic, depending on what it is. But this show is available on all the different podcast platforms. So if you want to consume your media that way, you're more than welcome to. Of course, all the social media platforms, you connect with us everywhere. All the, you know, if that mess. Email address live from the bunker at sci fi for mecom The Discord server, there is a link to all of the. There's links to all of this in the show notes. So you guys jump in where you feel comfortable and we'll go from there. I think, uh, I think it's going to be a, a relatively short show today. I got, I got some stuff that I got to take care of before tomorrow's. Good morning, multiverse. So we may just we it's it's right after twelve noon here. We may just go an hour and and be done today. So that's just the way it is. All right, folks. Welcome everybody. My name is Jason Hunt. I'm the editor here at Sci-Fi for Me. I'm glad to have all of you with us. And let me uh, let me start uh, just with a programming note for those who are interested in reading book reviews. We finally posted over to SciFiForMe.com uh, Mrs. Boss's review of uh, Christopher Paolini's "To Sleep in a Sea of Stars." That uh, that review is up and uh, ready for you to peruse if you so choose. So go check that out. She is currently reading the sequel to this book. Uh, and and basically she read this book so she could read the sequel. So she went ahead and did a review of this one. She's going to do a review of the other one. So, uh, so check that out. A couple, uh, couple of notes here. Uh, I don't remember when it was. Was it yesterday the day before? I was trying to remember the latest target of the sensitivity censorship. Uh, it's P.G. Woodhouse. 
who has the Jeeves and Wooster books. I went back and, and looked this up. Just because I want to be thorough in presenting the information to you because, you know, it's, that's what we do here. P.G. Wodehouse is the, is the latest one to get hit with the, uh, with the sensitivity edits. And funnily enough, Steven Spielberg has come out saying that this kind of stuff is probably not a good idea. You think? Hollywood reporter Steven Spielberg regrets censoring E.T. Quote, no film should be revised for modern ideals. I, you know, this was, this was a dumb thing when he did it. It's a dumb thing now. Uh, and it's good that he recognizes that it was a dumb thing. Steven Spielberg says he now regrets a controversial change he made to one of his most beloved films. The iconic director says his infamous decision to digitally switch guns to walkie-talkies in the 20th anniversary edition of 1982's E.T. the Extraterrestrial was a mistake. The director was speaking at Times 100 Summit in New York City. By the way, did you see uh, Salma Hayek's uh, photos from that? She posted on Instagram the outfit she was wearing. <coughs> he said, quote, that was a mistake. I never should have done that. E.T. is a product of, his, of its era. No film should be revised based on the lenses we now are, either voluntarily or being forced to peer through. Interesting that he says we're being forced to peer through certain lenses, isn't it? By the way, that has me asking a question. I have a wonderment here. And this is totally off everything, and it's not in our wheelhouse, but I have a, I have a question. What if... What if... What if Dylan Mulvaney is a psyop? I, we've seen, I mean, there was that shop teacher in Canada that turned out to be a troll. What if this is a massive troll to finally put an end to all of this? And Because, I mean, really... If you think about it, every company that has endorsed this person, that has brought this person on board for some kind of a deal, is is feeling the pain. Maybe that's on purpose. I don't know. I don't think that's. I don't think they're that smart. But it was just a. It was just a random thought that that hit my head this morning. So. <clears throat> But anyway, back to the article, Hollywood Reporter. Spielberg added he was disappointed in himself. Quote, I should have never messed with the archives of my own work, and I don't recommend anyone do that. All our movies are a kind of a signpost of where we were when we made them, what the world was like, and what the world was receiving when we got those stories out there. So I really regret having them out there, having that out there. The decision to replace government agent guns with radios was widely mocked at the time, including on South Park. Yeah, I mean, yeah, everybody there. I don't I don't know. I don't know that I ever saw. There there may have been 
there may have been some people saying that it was a good idea, but for the for the most part, a lot of us were sitting there going, "That's a stupid. That's a stupid thing to do." And it is, and it's a stupid thing to do now. To Agatha Christie and Roald Dahl and Ian Fleming and P.G. Wodehouse and R.L. Stein and whoever else is next. <coughs> I, yes, no. George Lucas, sure, George Lucas too. I mean, there were people, there are people who still reject the special edition. Um, I, I, I understand it for what it is. But at the same time, we need to have the originals still available to us for historical purposes. If nothing else, film history was made with Star Wars. Uh, Michael in the chat, perhaps Spielberg is being pressured to make the Germans more sympathetic and Captain Tom Hanks evil because he's white. Uh, well, I don't know. See, the thing is, for Spielberg to sit there and say that, that some of us are being forced to see things through certain lenses, I have to wonder. Because, because all of the all of the Hollywood machine is all a big PR game, right? Everything's a snow job. Everything is a everything is a a made up fiction. Because that's what Hollywood does. Hollywood makes everything up. Now, sometimes they make things up to entertain us. Sometimes they make things up to propagandize us. Sometimes they make things up to lie to us, to deceive us. But I have to wonder, how many people in the Hollywood machine, how many executives, how many people in the creative space that are in charge of things, like Spielberg, at that level, are looking around at the Hollywood landscape right now and asking themselves, what is going on and how did we get here and how do we stop it? I, I, just, I just wonder how many of them are doing that. Not necessarily conservative, but any of them. Just taking a look around and going, crap, how do we get here? Because maybe... At some point, they come to that realization. Uh, I mean, get woke, go broke is a, is a nice little turn of phrase, but it's applicable in a lot of cases. And we had the story earlier about Vice uh, shutting down some of its news, news layoffs and restructuring. Now we've got layoffs underway at Amazon Studios and Prime Video. Executives going out. Culture Casino had this story in the in the uh, six, mil, six minute daily this morning, and then there's this one, and this is the one that's making the buzz. <clears throat> IDW. Now, this story has a history, and I'll get to that in just a second. A deadline article here: Top IDW Entertainment and Publishing Execs Exit. As parent company of Winona Earp producer lays off 39% of workforce and delists from New York Stock Exchange. <clears throat> now, there's a couple of things in this headline. They don't say anything about IDW starting out and being a comic book publisher. You'll notice that. They're a, they're a media producer. 
Winona Earp was a hit. It, I mean, it was popular. It, it was well received. That's that's why this is in there. The company that made Winona Earp is trouble. <gasps> IDW Media Holdings, the company that includes a prominent comics division. <coughs> okay. A prominent comics division and an entertainment division behind such series as Sci-Fi's Winona Earp, BBC America, Netflix's Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency, and Netflix's Lock and Key. You know, none of those performed very well in the ratings, right? Said Thursday, it is undergoing cost-cutting measures, including reducing its workforce by more than a third, delisting from the New York Stock Exchange, and making changes to senior management in response to operational challenges. Really? Really? Yeah. Uh, Michael says, uh, thinks that Spielberg's being pressured. His portfolio of films goes back to the 70s. The social mores have, of course, changed. It's, it's entirely possible that he's feeling the heat. <clears throat> uh, back to the deadline. Leaving our Paul Davidson, executive vice president and head of IDW Media's entertainment division, along with the majority of the entertainment team, as well as the head of publishing... Nashi Marsham, deadline has learned. Now, Nashi Marsham, he just got there. What, a year ago? Less than a year ago? When did we report on that? He hasn't been there that long. He has not been at IDW that long. And they made all sorts of heaping big deal about him being there. Partially because he was black. But they made a big deal. Hey, we got this. And he's gone now. <clears throat> now, I've got to scroll down a little bit here. The layoffs will impact 39% of IDW's current workforce, which the company said will eventually deliver $4.4 million in annual savings. As a result, IDW expects to hold approximately $5.7 million, uh, $5 million in cash and cash equivalents as of April 28th. As for the stock, the IDW board plans to deregister its Class B common stock and delist it from New York Stock Exchange, expecting the moves to take effect by May 18th. The company said it intends to file an application for its Class B common stock to be quoted on the OTCQB platform as soon as practical. I don't know what that is. OTC usually over the counter. I don't. I don't know what this is as far as like trading, trading stock. But then you've got this this article over at uh, over at Comics Beat, <clears throat> and okay, it's Comics Beat. But I want to come down here because we're talking a little bit about who's left. Because it's not going to go well. Uh, let's see here. Let me go down here. Oh, where is it? Oh, I just saw this. Where did I see it? Anyway, uh, 
crap, where'd it go? Is it on Gizmodo? Is it Gizmodo's article? I, I mean, Comics Beat and IO9 are going to be, you know, sympathetic at least. Um, there was something there because, because look, Heather Antos is still at IDW. None of this is going to help. It's not just Heather Antos. It's, it's others that are there um, that have not been good for the company uh, to be there. I, where did I see that? Ethan had it on his on his thing, but I don't see it. I don't see it in this article here. Um, for some reason, I was thinking that it was in this in this article, but I guess not. Okay, I'm not going to sit there and and I'm not going to sit there and scroll for it and look for it anyway. Anyway. So there's IDW. Now, for, for any of you who are surprised, you shouldn't be. Because this is actually how I found Tug, that umbrella guy. Because he was constantly doing uh, analysis of the numbers for, ED, for IDW. For years, he's been looking at this. And for years, IDW has been hemorrhaging money. Not just losing money, not just behind. Hemorrhaging this company has been in financial straits and distress for, I don't know, probably, good, probably close to a decade. And everything they do is, you know, it's geared, everything they do is geared toward movies and television. And then, I mean, and then it goes to pot. We almost didn't get that final season of Winona, Winona Earp. I almost said Winona Ryder. We almost didn't get that last season of Winona Earp because nobody had money. IDW didn't have any money to make it. IDW has not been a healthy company in forever. <coughs> this is not. Uh, this is not a surprise. Uh, Cam says IDW is a case study for the false idea that comics are a necessary idea factory. Absolutely. I mean. You, if you look at, uh, I mean, look at Hasbro selling selling E1. You've got these companies that keep diversifying out, and they get in. They want to get into Hollywood. They want to get into making films and movies and TV shows and whatnot. And they don't realize how expensive it is. And if you're gonna make a comic book, make a comic book and tell me a story with your comic book. Don't do your Netflix pitch with your comic book. Just give me a comic book. It, I mean, it, it is. All right. Um, <coughs> another indication, sign of the times, the economy. Clubhouse getting rid of more than 50% of its employees. Now, this is this started up here not too long ago. This is the, one of those live audio app type things where everybody could get on and talk to each other. Uh, and when I first heard about it, I was like, oh, that's a that's a thing. But now you've got, you know, Twitter is doing Twitter spaces and all this. So this is really not, uh, this is really not anything that anybody is going to have any interest in. It has, I haven't heard of anybody using it, except right at the beginning. There were some early adopters and they talked about it and, and oh, it's okay. But I, I never heard anybody really blowing up over this. But 
here we are, 50% of their staff gone. I, it, it, you, don't, you don't have a healthy economy here, folks. There's not. There, there's, there's not a healthy economy. We got CinemaCon, all the news that's coming out of CinemaCon, so we'll get to that here in a minute. But, <coughs> no, I'm, I'm sorry. We're not going to get to that today. We're going we're gonna to go through it tomorrow on Saturday. But this is, uh, this is a clear indication. And for those, for those who are paying attention, you realize we're in dire straits economically. And the entertainment industry is going to get hit pretty hard. And, and when I say entertainment industry, I mean all of it. Publishing, film, television, uh, 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 home video, online video, streaming, comic books, video games, everything. Because people don't have as much discretionary income to spend on the fun stuff. I just need to pay my bills. And that's where people are going to get. And in a recession, going possibly into a depression, people are going to get bunker mentality. They're not going to spend anything that they don't absolutely have to spend. And you're going to get a lot of people start saving their money because who knows what's going to happen with the banks. And... CinemaCon can give us all sorts of, of great things. We can get all sorts of trailers for all these great movies. Everything Won't matter if we're in the middle of a recession. People won't go out. Some will. I mean, there, there will be economic activity. Don't get me wrong. But it won't be as robust. And word of mouth is going to count for a lot to uh, to get things going in terms of any entertainment pastime. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Mazur says, Signal boosted on Twitter, stressing open line Friday. Hope I haven't opened a Pandora's box by Tuesday. All right, well, you know, here we go. Let's Let's open the Pandora's box, shall we? Why not? All right, I'm posting. I'm posting the Transylvania six five thousand link in the chat from various different places. Hang on, stand by. Let me get them in there. Let me get them in there. I can't pin it in. Uh, I can't pin it in Rumble. <sighs> pin this message. All right, there it is. Dive in. I'll let you have the show. Just, just jump on in here. And and take it as you as you want to. Now, the other thing, <coughs> a real quick programming note. I do want to, uh, to remind everyone: uh, next week we are going to have just two shows. We're going to have Tuesday and Thursday next week because uh, I got to take care of some stuff offsite. So uh, that's going to be uh, that's going to be the schedule for next week. Monty Schultz will be here on Thursday to talk about his book. And I'm hoping, I haven't heard back yet, but I'm hoping to get Paul DeGarabedian in here on Tuesday to talk about uh, CinemaCon. In the meantime, new caller, Nathan Brazil, is here. Good uh, good to see you. Uh, how are you? Hi there. Um, uh, what do you call it? I'm trying to get into uh, 
streams and basically uh, do op- do opinions and stuff. So okay. my qu- um, sort of my qu- my question for today, or something for you to keep an eye on, or you can go on to other uh, people. Um, Midnight's Edge had reported that there's uh, that there had been movement with the uh, Conan the Barbarian comics in uh, in English for the United States. Yes. And the and the Ind- English speaking world. So I didn't know if this is some you know since you since I've started um, mentioning that I'm now going to be able to uh, come on and actually bother you. <laughs> <laughs> bother you on live uh, uh, on live streams. Uh, my que- you know my question was were you aware of it? Did you have any uh, info like release dates or anything like that? Uh... Or if not. Pass it on down to your comic book experts. Yeah, let me let me look real quick because I have I have heard I I want to say I want to say that this is Marvel, but I don't think it's Marvel now. It's um, no, it's uh, not it, Marvel. It, it's done by the actual IP on the current IP owners themselves. It's not it's not Marvel. Marvel did not want to renew their contract or their license from um from them. Uh, anymore, which is why it's reverted back to the IP holders, which is some Swedish company. Well, we've got here um, Titan Comics shares first look at Conan the Barbarian number one. This is published two days ago. Uh, oh, so it okay. looks like it looks like Titan Comics has the IP. Yeah, this is the one that's yeah, okay. This this right. This was written by Jim Zub, art by Roberto Della Torre. Um and here is let me see if I can do this. Um I was supposed to set this up beforehand. Hang on. Let me do that. That there. Here we go. All right, I added that to the stream. There there it is. Conan the Barbarian number one from Titan Comics. Uh, this is a this is a preview over on Flickering Myth. Okay, see, I'm kind of new at this. Uh, looking up other stuff. Um, normally, uh, my uh, purview is uh, is tabletop gaming. So. Oh, okay. All right. That, you know, so the thing is, I know where I know where to find things for tabletop gaming. Comics, not so much. We have a, a variant cover here. It looks like it was based on the original Conan from, from Marvel. Uh, here are some pages. Artwork looks pretty impressive. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how much the story is. Goes on sale July 26, cover price ah, $3.99. There so, there, so there is that. Ask and you shall receive, Nathan. Woohoo! I do Alrighty. try. I do try to deliver. <laughs> okay. So, um, how does this work on your channel? Uh, uh, I see sometimes it piles up, and sometimes there's nobody else on. So, should I go now and make it's room for other people? Because you're completely uh, up to bandwidth? you. It's completely up to you. Okay, well, I'll stick around. And um, then, now, I, let me let me go? ask you then, because you asked me a question. Yes, sir. Let me ask you, because you're into the the tabletop gaming thing. Um, I'm yeah. sure I'm sure you're aware of Watsy sending the Pinkertons over to uh, old school MTG's house to retrieve yeah. that stuff. What do you What do you think about that kind of activity from Watsy? 
Um, I honestly, I like I said yesterday, I honestly think it's simply, it was simply a, regardless, it's bad PR, but was it done, uh, was it done e- w- with evil intent? No, I don't think so. Um, what happens is that uh, one of the things that I've seen in the, uh, in our various different uh, communities, tabletop and comic books and entertainment and that is that there are far too, um, because I feel I'm more of a generalist in terms of my interest. I have a focus on gaming, mm-hmm. but, um, but I, but I like all the others. I like all the other things. So I don't really pick too many sides on anything. Um, I think that it was simply, a, it was simply a typical, business mistake um as i indicated we will have to see whether or not that pinkertons is on retainer or um uh pinkertons is on retainer or if they are uh like they're go- the go-to company for either watsi or hasbro in general for uh re- quote recovery yep. operations I'm, um i'm guessing but- i'm guessing that they're on retainer at least for Wizards of the Coast, I, I have not seen any indication that they're on retainer from Hasbro. Um, yeah. But they might be. I don't know. Um, I tell you what, somebody who may know, we'll bring him in. Uh, let me click on the button. There's Cam, uh, who has been uh, keeping an eye on this kind, this this story. So, Cam, what, what can you, uh, what insights do you have to share on this? Well, I, I don't have uh, any special knowledge on, on this, uh, but... Uh, Why not? First You're of all, supposed I pre- to. <laughs> I, I, well, I appreciate uh, uh, Nathan's... It's Nathan, right? It's Mike. It's Nathan oh, Brazil's okay. a character from a... Nathan Brazil's just uh, my persona from a, char- a character from an okay. old, old science fiction series. Okay. Well, I appreciate your your perspective that oh, this is a, a mistake and such, and you know, kind of giving the benefit of the doubt. But this is quite a running pattern with Watsi at this point. Their well, their yeah. arrogance or carelessness or whatever it is, and in for this particular situation, how many steps do you have to go through? With, with without an alarm going off before you send hired goons to someone's house? to retrieve a product that they bought. I mean, let, let's let's give them the, the, as much benefit of the doubt as possible. They, they yeah. think there was some sort of theft that went on because the, the product wasn't supposed to be out. And let's say they think, oh, my God, he stole it from a distributorship or something, right? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you check with that distributor to say, hey – do, do you have – are you missing product? Was something stolen? And And I mean – there's yeah. no indication that that was the case, so I have to imagine that they they didn't bother doing any of these reasonable steps. I mean, my my point is this is so far afield it, it, that it's beyond credibility. It, from in my opinion, well, let me let me yes, let me jump in with with this one thing. It is entire because we talked about this yesterday. Is entirely possible uh, because I have seen it happen. The breakdown in communication between one place to the next, to the next, to the next, and and the assumption that it was stolen. I that's let's set that aside for a second. But this notion that he got it by accident, I can completely believe that that 
the the accidental aspect of this is true because one the names of the products are so similar and like he said in his video the guy he bought it from he didn't know jack about magic the gathering he carries it in his store but he doesn't pay any attention to it so it's just oh yeah here's this name thing this is the new one it's and it's coming out and so we get yeah. it Some, yeah and, somebody and, was asleep at the switch at the distribution level because they sit there and say hey this this isn't out yet you shouldn't it's a pre-order we're not shipping this yet yeah and a note on that is this is the first time that the aftermath format set is coming out this this meaning yeah. you know it, it it hasn't been done like this before so it is entirely reasonable that someone who wasn't following it closely could make that mistake it, there are a few other things that seem weird to me. Is uh, I, don't, I don't remember the exact uh, release date for Aftermath, but if this came from a retailer, which is my understanding, retailers I don't think get these products. Um, you know, it, more than a day or two before they're supposed to have their pre-release tournaments or whatever, and so this would have had to have been not only the retailer making a mistake, but the distributor also making a mistake. Yeah, it's, it's a, a supply, it's a supply chain uh, issue. Yeah. Now, like I said, yeah, I, I give them the benefit of the doubt. I have well, my experience. Uh, I'm a computer programmer, and I've worked in several industries, and I've seen management do boneheaded moves yes. far too often for for yeah. um either because um and one and even one time for uh the chicago public schools I, um back in the 90s I, I did uh statistical work for them anyways the point being that that uh, you would think they would you would think that they would try to uh reduce their image uh, um their negative image or do a cleanup and my retort is uh, uh simply you haven't worked for chicago public schools <laughs> well, <laughs> and the no. thing where the where politics is everything uh you know and th you see this in you see this in other industries where you'd think it would make sense i mean in the entertainment industry well all you know since i watched midnight's edge you know with what's going on with um the whole thing concerning disney and uh and warner brothers with ezra miller and uh, and i'm just saying that you know i didn't want to sidetrack too much for this but i'm saying that i i look at it from the idea of human nature in general yeah. Um, the only part that I've ever thought was um, on Watsi's part lately that had been intentionally uh, like they intentionally like we're going to try and maximize our money was there was there, you know, their o, their OGL 2.0 uh, thing that right. that whole thing with all the wording of it that was in place was you know quite was quite frankly a slap in the face in the entire industry well uh, and, and uh, the industry slapped back they they sat there and said we're not yes. having it and and right rightly uh watsy corrected course and sit there and said okay we heard you we're not gonna we're we're gonna yeah. make some adjustments now they may still try to do something they may still right. try to pull a fast one but yeah but at, remember but they did they did yeah. at least acknowledge the slap back let, let me. Right. Let, let me. What I'm saying that, and and what's annoying, and this is where it turns into: Are they doing it in purpose, or is it just like we're just pissed off because 
uh, even though they try to rectify it, it's kind of like, oh, geez, here they go again. Yeah. And that's exactly the that's exactly the point. Companies, by their nature, aren't um, they really don't admit their mistakes too often. So what have the only thing that I can think is that um, that once the guy once um, what's his name M- MTG Old School I guess was his name yeah old school w- once MTG. he. Yeah, once once it was re- once it was revealed that the uh, once it was revealed that the Pinkertons had gone to his door, I think what happens is that um, you know they did. Watsy hasn't really apologized too much, um, except that they did go directly to him and apologize to him and that. Now, as far as public image goes, yeah. It's a bonehead move. They what they and but it's what businesses rarely ever do. They rarely ever admit their mistakes, even when they're even when they're caught, and not to the and not to the public at large. Well, let well, me let me jump the, in here. Hang on, hang on just a second. Let me jump because yeah. because Safastov has been sitting there. Let me let me let people know that he has joined Ooh, the call. Hello, Stav. Welcome, sir. What? Oh, I've been talking the whole time. You guys haven't heard me. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Must no, I just a, uh, must be at a higher pitch. <laughs> no, I don't. I, I don't mind uh, just uh, just listening. Um, I I would basically agree with Jason's uh, his uh, setup of the whole situation. It's just you know Occam's razor is usually just incompetence. You know the mm-hmm. guy ordered from you know he might have ordered from a distributor who is also a retailer, or the di- distributor and the retailer retailer made a mistake, and it's just you know it's it's mostly incompetence and, and, and mistakes I would, yeah. on that. I don't think there's I, any you know the chances of there being some sort of nefarious yeah. you know ninety nine percent. I I think it's just a simple mistake, right? Like based I on wonder, the actions of everybody. I would not be surprised. Too, except for the Pinkertons, the you Pinkertons. Know, well, well, here's, no, the Pinkertons here's what I'm are hired though. goons. They did exactly what they were supposed to do. Yeah, they did. Here's what I'm wondering: they gooned though. it up. Where where they get the material shipped from? Where who's doing the distribution? Because if it's Diamond, that would explain a lot. But uh, you know, it to me it seems like not just not even at the retail level this goes back to either the the jobber or the shipper the warehouse mm-hmm. they they have product because may is next week this stuff is coming out in here in a couple of weeks so they got to be in the distribution centers already ready to ship and yeah. they're available yeah, for, for you sure. or whatever so somebody at the warehouse at the distribution center gets the order for this thing and that that's where I think the breakdown happened because one somebody there picked up the box said here's this thing okay well this is what they're talking about and they shipped it and two wizards of the coast did not completely and thoroughly communicate all through down the distribution chain the embargo mm-hmm. on shipping this product do not ship this product until x date that should have been slapped all over Every box, every package, every every piece of paper, all of the stuff, emails, memos. Hey guys, a don't remember. Company, yeah, yeah. They that because they have uh, that kind of resource with Hasbro. They should have been able to communicate all the way down to the retail level. This stuff does not go out until May, whatever the date is. I think May the twelfth. Yeah, and and uh, my experience in with the whole warehousing warehousing part. Back in the '90s, when companies were relative, when the gaming companies were relatively smaller, um, there's uh, there were 
uh, here in the Midwest. I, I live in Chicago. Um, I'm sorry. One of the distribute. Yeah, well, you know. Uh, uh, Get out it, while you can, uh, if you can. It's right? Yeah, it's a different. Dis- it's a different. Pray discussion. for him. Um, yeah, I don't want to get into that. Yeah, yeah uh, no, I now. totally get it. But what I wanted to point out was that back in the back, you know, back and then again, this is my experience from almost thirty years ago. Uh, back in the nineties, uh, the I don't know if they're just still the distributor for the area. There was something called War uh, War Games West or something like that, and they were kind of like a distributor for many of the um, uh, stores in the area. Mm. And what happened? Um, uh, how's it go? Yeah, I'll name drop them, but I'm not going to name drop the, <laughs> the company. That, I mean, the uh, business that. Uh, but they let me. They let me see ahead of time, even before the release date, many of the preview products. So, uh, or you know, like the samples and the previews or the whatever that um, that if there were release dates, uh, if there if there were release dates involved. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got to see some of the stuff sometimes um, uh, because the thing is that they would like they would release it like at midnight on the day of because they were kind of silly like that. Or that or, or what happens is it would be sitting back there. It would be sitting on the back of their um, on the back of the counter so you could see it and go, hey, what's that? And it's like, yeah, it's up there. We're going to we're going to let it out in a day or two. Can I see that? Well, sure, so you want to generate buzz with the event. That part of the industry, part in part, the retailer may have been a little bit lax as well, um, or somewhat buddy buddy. Uh, and 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 what happens is that somewhere along the line, yeah, we're you know people do make mistakes. Well, yeah. or maybe someone's just a little too much of a buddy. <laughs> well, and I think Watsi's mistake is how they handled it publicly and i don't and yes to, and be, that's fa- the to point. be fair to be fair we didn't know about this from watsy i mean the guy the guy posts a video and says hey guess what pinkerton's just showed up now right the pinkerton's showing up that's one aspect of this but if if he's ac- if he's telling the the story accurately and mm-hmm. Watsy is telling him that they tried to get a hold of him and couldn't. And I'm thinking, well, why don't you just leave a message on his phone if that's if you're de- if you're really trying to get a hold of him that way? It's it's possible they sat there and said, well, you know, we've made multiple attempts to try to contact this guy. We need to send somebody, and you know, here's here's our asset retrieval team at Pinkerton. Go send them. But but what? But what Watsy needs to do now in order to kind of clean up this mess, is acknowledge that it's a mess. I mean, we haven't gotten any kind of a statement out of them. And now, according to Old School MTG, he's had conversations with the with Watsy's people and sat there and said, yeah, you know, this we shouldn't have done that. You know, the intimidation thing shouldn't have happened. Let's do, you know, they're retrieving all this stuff. They're offering to compensate him in some way. We either trade out for other, other product or pay it. So... That's that's being handled. Watsi sounds like they're trying to do good on this, but there mm-hmm. needs to be something publicly from them saying, here's what happened. Here's why we did it the way we did it. This is a standard procedure type of thing. They're, they got to save face somehow because this just adds to the PR mess that they have had for since since the beginning of the year. You know, Watsi has not handled anything 
right in how many months? At least since at least since uh, November. Yeah. Yeah. When when the first when the very first inklings or leaks of the uh, of two point were being released, that and um uh, and even for um I don't. I wasn't paying attention to uh, what do you call it, collectible cards, so I don't know if there was uh, many other problems going on with uh, uh, with uh, Watts, uh, you know, with Watsy. Because as far as I I was concerned, collectible, yeah, see, collectible card games, uh, in my opinion, kind of died off in the mid tens. Yeah, uh, Dave in the chat says Hasbro has had distribution problems for over fifteen years. Release dates are boldly put on boxes, so this. This is probably not the first time something like this has happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, and, uh, just putting I mean, that out there. I, I, I throw the, you know, I mean, this is really, you're right. It's a really a Watsy problem and how they deal with it. I mean, like I'm, I've been picking on the poor Pinkerton goons in the in the chat and stuff. But, you know, let's face it. Like they're, I mean, you know, they, they're goons. They know that they're goons. So if you get, they get a call, they get called up and they and I mean, what are they told? They're not told the story, whole story. They're probably told this guy's got a bunch of our product. So they're like going, all right, well, we'll go and do our goon thing. We'll intimidate him a little bit. We're all ex cops or whatever. Do our thing. They're not told that, oh, it's not his fault and someone made a mistake. No, they go get go get the product back. So they do their usual. And I uh, would, I would expect thing. that at that point, uh, Watsy probably didn't even real and didn't even know how he got it. You know, I mean, here's, yeah, I mean, just be. think about it. You're sitting there and you're, whoever is in charge of your social media or your online stuff that monitors what people are talking about. Here comes this, this video about this new product. This guy is unboxing. He's like, wait a minute, that's not out yet. How did he get a hold of it? So I, I could totally understand Watsy sitting there going, having a conniption fit. How did this guy get it? And they react and this thing is something that's time sensitive. We got to get something done pronto, post haste. We'll figure out how he got it after the fact. But goons we got to get known for asking questions. questions. Right. Send the goons. Send the goons. But people then don't sleep. And that the could damage. And that could be standard procedure. In which case, Watsy needs to explain that, and and come out publicly yeah. and say. This is how we handle all all situations like this. And, See, and no, I don't think that makes sense though, because the damage was already done. the The problem with this wasn't that this guy had a product that he was going to do something else with. It's not like he was going to go to a tournament and win with it or something. It was that he yeah. made a video that revealed the spoilers before they did the spoilers, but it was already done. Right. It, it, it's yeah. not like I mean they can make him take the video down, but certainly someone else has it. The information was already out there. It was yeah. it was water under the bridge uh, or yeah. over the dam, whatever you want to say. And 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 yet they still acted like uh, authoritarian lunatics <laughs> to, to 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 force this guy. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, the only thing, the only possible justification is <laughs> if they assume there was something illegal. Otherwise, none of it makes sense. Yeah. And. And no, since I, there's I, no indication of that, I I, re, I read it yeah. on some um, Israelis over on eBay uh, in the mid in the mid OOS because I um, I was on eBay and somebody was offering and somebody was offering um, PDFs for their um, uh, P, they were offering uh, PDFs for their um, uh, D20 Modern series and uh, and I and I and I sent a letter directly to Watsi and I said. Um, I don't know if you if this if this is released because it wasn't out on drive through yet. Um, 
the, those the later books weren't out on drive through at that point, and neither was the um, neither were the SRD editions. And I told and I went and sent them a letter and said, um, "Hey, can I get a hold of these?" If I can't, um, I think you should know that someone's trying to sell this kind of stuff. <laughs> this kind of stuff. Three hours later, that that that, uh, that eBay um, that that eBay listing was uh, taken down, yeah. even yeah, though it still that, had five and a half days left to go. That's a little different, though, because that's uh, you know the card. You have to have the physical cards to actually have any value, right? Um, yes. Whereas if you got a PDF of a book that's kind of theft you know that's that's what you need that the information is contained within that um so well death angel shadow is pointing out rackets pointed out like i guess i guess ricada talked about this last night he says what watsy and the pinkertons did uh might actually have been criminal he should file charges for theft assault breaking and entering uh theft by intimidation force or threat of force i i'm not yeah. sure from from what i've gathered I'm not sure that the Pinkertons actually entered the premises. I don't know that for sure. Um, yeah, and, and depending on what so, he did, there's still if, intimidation in all the other ones. I'll well, be. there could yeah. be, and and he, yeah. and that might be right. I I'm not a lawyer. I don't I don't even pretend to play one on TV, so I don't know. But uh, if if he's got a case, it doesn't sound like he's going to pursue anything. Uh, as far as a legal remedy on this, because he's having conversations with Watsi representatives to try to get it all ironed out. The thing is, we've got this Streisand effect where all of the all of the public stories that we're getting are mm -hmm. half of it, three quarters of it. We don't really know what happened and how it went and what's going on now. And all we're left is, you know, to speculate and you know whatever like we're doing whatever right he, now yeah and whatever he says happened because watsi's not saying anything on their end so you know it, it, it he he could pursue a legal remedy but i don't it doesn't sound like he's going to do it he should have See, offered to sell the cards back to watsi for 10 grand or something <laughs> well well again this is all a, a a fairly lengthy pattern here and and it, it, forget, forget if you're mad about it. I mean, just from a business standpoint, yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Bad what management. level? Yeah, what level of incompetence do you have to have to 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 not be sensitive at least to to PR issues after you're you're standing on a mound or, or maybe dig standing in a pit is, is more like it of 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 problems that you've created by your stupid statements. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, they're going on six months uh, of this at this point. And and they can't seem to get control. Of, you know, this is this is not a, a rinky-dink thing. This is a, a mega billion-dollar corporation. Yeah, uh, one of the largest toy companies in the world. I'm waiting and for Kyle. I'm waiting for Kyle. Yeah, I'm waiting for Kyle to come out and has income. Yeah, well, or something like that. I'm waiting for Kyle to come out and make a statement that it had something to do <laughs> with white men. Yeah, bl well, blame it on orcs. I, I have to or, agree. I or, mean, like this is halfling. a major company, and it seems like they're they have the you know the most tone deaf PR people in the world. Like, do they have anybody who knows anything about PR? Like, yeah. once the information's out, it's out. You know, maybe you should do a little and take the time to investigate a little bit, so you don't step on your uh, you know your toes and and make more fools of yourselves. I'm gonna send a note to Judah Engelmeyer and say, "Hey, Judah, you should probably reach out to Hasbro and Wazi and offer your services because he's he's crisis PR. 
Harold uh, PR out of New York is his company, and he's a frequent mm. guest on the show, and, and we're constantly talking about stupid PR mistakes that these companies make that they shouldn't ought to be making because they're big enough they ought to know better. And this is the, this is falls right in line with that. I mean, how how big does this story have to be to get addressed by the company? They they could they could very well ignore it. I mean, he's his his channels got fewer than well, I don't know how many subscribers he's got there now, but it was less than four thousand when all of this broke. And you know who is he? He's some you know some nobody opens up Magic the Gathering cards. I don't even know if his his channel is monetized or not. It may not even matter to him. This is just something yeah. that he does for fun. But at the like, same time, like I said, Streisand effect. All of these channels are talking about it. All of these media cover, all this media coverage and everything. Watsy at, at at some point would be smart to address the situation and say, "Here's here's what happened." And well, I don't you gotta think wonder. Will. I mean, I mean, I gotta wonder. Like, I mean, you don't even you don't. Do you need to be an expert in crisis PR to know that? Hey, maybe we should just spend a little. Ex, you know, here's some guy <laughs> in some rinky dink uh, YouTube channel, and he's got our card some way. You know, before we send in the nuclear missiles, maybe let's just you know take a few minutes to investigate, call yeah. him up, or try to find out what's going well, on before and, we. Uh, and he you know, says, press the big red button. he says they told him. When he finally talked to somebody at Watsi, he, he said they they told him they had been trying to get a hold of him. Now, I've looked at his yeah. YouTube channel, and a lot of times in a YouTube channel, especially if you're if we're doing this as a business-ish, you know, quote-unquote so-called, uh, in the About tab on YouTube channels, a lot of times you will find a way to get uh, an email address. Uh, so, so sometimes some queries. Yeah, for business inquiries, here's this or that. Not everybody does it. Not everybody has it. His does not. His does not have any contact information on it. I don't know where they would have gotten his phone number unless they went no down Instagram. the supply chain. You know, if they went, so they, they went to the retailer and maybe found order. him. Could have been they a credit card order. Contact him on. They couldn't leave a comment on his YouTube page. I, well, who knows? I, I mean, yeah, they could have. You know, go onto the community tab and leave a comment and say, "Hey, we're trying to get a hold of you" or whatever. Or leave a yeah, leave like, a voicemail on. message. So if they were trying to get a hold of him, they didn't do a very good job of it. But mm-hmm. in this day and age, you pick. You, how, how many times do we let phone calls go to voicemail because you don't recognize the phone number? Yeah, Unknown sure, but, I mean, Still, I, I don't single put it past them lying about it. Call. <laughs> Yeah, are, are you saying he doesn't answer his phone, but he does open his door for hired goons? <laughs> Well, well, you know, if if they have ID, you know, Pinkerton Pinkerton private de- detectives or whatnot. I mean, and look, it, even even in this day and age where there are so many people that are talking about, you know, home defense and security and all of this other stuff, there are still people out there for whatever reasons who will open the door. Well, I would I would go to the door. I wouldn't open it, but I'd go to it because you know you get so people so few people knocking on my door. I'd be like, who the hell is knocking on our door? Yeah, what the hell? But uh, I mean, I wouldn't open it for them. You know, if I saw a bunch of goons, like yeah, yeah, you can just talk to me through the door. I I have to admit, if if someone showed up my door and they had a Pinkerton 
uh, thing, I would be immensely curious because this is like, again, it's like a, a retro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, right? I mean, you guys like, have been around since the 1800s. Doing? Where are you? What are you, what are what you doing here? Yeah. Uh, is Are you guys time travelers? I'd be mean, <laughs> you're right. Or what if do you, you live want? where I live, you just a, call the police right away. Is this a joke? <laughs> I, well, see, I'm wondering because, okay, in, in Pinkerton's. I'm wondering if Pinkerton uh, agents have some kind of badge because oh. the reason I ask this it, and I don't know that anybody's going to know. I, I, I guess I could I guess I could call Pinkerton Agency and see what kind of identification you guys carry around because bounty hunters. Legitimate law enforcement cooperative bounty hunters have badges, you know, uh, and so it's it's possible. And I'm I'm spitballing here, but what if the Pinkertons have a badge in their wallet and say you know, they got their ID and they got a badge? This is Pinkerton Detective Agency because they used to be they used to be some kind of law enforcement. Just just watch some uh, like cop interactive videos on YouTube for uh, for the United States. Everybody's got a badge. You yeah. got the guy who works for you know crappy you know uh, security uh, company X, and he's got a big shiny badge that looks that is purposefully made to look like a police badge. I yeah. don't doubt that every security company in America they get a badge and they make it look as close to a cop's badge so that they can hopefully intimidate people into getting them making their job easy for them now right? if they're a license you know? if they're a licensed security company and uh, a lot of this has to do with whether or not you can arm your security officers or not I can see having badges there there are security officers that's not really law enforcement but they're not really private detectives either. Uh, the Pinkertons, I don't know how they're categorized nowadays because they used to be kind of a civilian law enforcement type of thing, and now they're into private security. And, and you're, uh, I know Death Angels is right. They don't have legal powers as far as, like, yeah, police powers. None of these people have legal powers like the cops. Yeah. But undoubtedly, they were they would use that for intimidation purposes. For sure. Uh, uh, sure. Always. That's sure. what they all do. They all do it. That's why yeah. they make themselves look as close to cops as possible. And and, yes, and I'm, this, I'm, this is my... I'm looking at their website right now. Yeah. <laughs> and I looked up a quickie on uh, Wikipedia. They're... Um, the main thing, the main thing is that yes, uh, it's not just them. They have, um, they have uh, big time companies on uh, uh, that they've been tasked uh, by to do things. Uh, a- what do you call it? Amazon has them as their security, mm-hmm. and uh, and so uh, and so does Starbucks. <laughs> so it's not. So it's um, sounds so like Walmart might need them. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, especially in Chicago, we had um, we used to have eight Walmart stores, and four of them just closed, effectively turning the neighborhoods in those four areas into the dreaded food deserts yeah. that you mm-hmm. may have heard about in uh, uh, in national news. If you're not if you're not in Chicago, you you would have heard it in national news kind of things. Okay, so let me uh, let me do this. Let me show you here because I have just looked at Pinkerton's website in, in the press room. You can see there in the background an image, Pinkerton Detective. Yeah. They've got badges. They've got, got badge. stinking badges. They got they got some stinking yep. badges. So they have they have they have an actual badge, and it does look like a law enforcement badge. I mean that mm-hmm. that kind of looks like that kind of looks like New York. 
Yeah, my, my yeah. dad was a, a campus cop, like not even like a, a regular police officer, like a, a student campus cop. And his badge was exactly the same as, you know, my town's uh, police officer badge. So that's yeah. it's not hard to do that. Anybody can do that. Right. They do it on purpose. It's, it's part of their. Oh, yeah, it's part of it's part of the it's part of the image. It's part of the image thing. That's what, well, it, that's all it, it is. also it uh, also helps to legitimize them as an operation, not just Pinkerton's, but any security security firm. Yeah. You know, the badge, the badge goes a long way in in creating an air, an air of authority that if you do or have authentic, a troublemaker. Authenticity. Yeah. If you do have a troublemaker, I'm wearing a badge that gives me authority here over you and in, in dealing with security. you don't have authority, though. Well, if I'm yeah. hired, but if I'm hired by the company to provide security for the premises, then I do. Right, but and the, if again, and, this and guy... if I'm licensed as a security officer through state or federal or whatever whatever process I got to go through, that does give me some legitimate legal authority as a security person, especially if I'm armed. But, yeah, but not I that would guy's imagine house. this not, not no and I'm not saying that's the way it is for for the Pinkerton stuff. I'm saying there has to be I would assume that there's some legal process that gives these agencies these these private agencies a certain amount of legitimacy and authority that I wouldn't have just walking in uh, carrying a carrying a, a firearm and saying I'm in charge now. Sure. Yeah, that, well, that no, would, I don't think I think, yeah, I mean, you're, I mean, they're just, the security guards are, they're just like any employees of the company in the sense that, you know, you're going on to a private company's property. They can ask you to leave, Yeah. but any employee could ask you to leave. It's just that, you know, we don't want to, we don't want the CEO's time wasted telling people to get off the property. So we're going to hire these guys, yeah. give them the authority to tell people to leave. And, and if Pinkerton's, to leave if Pinkerton's show up to my spot. door and I tell them to leave, you know, I have I have removed uh, the implied permission to be on the property. You know, you have a door, you have a doorbell. There's that, but but once I tell them leave, now you're trespassing, and I can. And that's take a good steps. question: whether this guy told them to leave or not. So yeah. if if he if he just right. went along with it, yeah, and then he you know I would guess he doesn't have much of a case. On the other hand, a creative lawyer can make any kind of argument he wants. Well, and I don't right. hear and, him and, I don't hear him making any kind of a, a case. Yeah, but I don't hear him making any kind of a case against them anyway. He's basically said, I've had conversations with Watsi. They've offered to send me stuff and we'll exchange things. He sounds like he's okay. Yeah. It's all been resolved. Mm-hmm. Now, now it moves to the public space. What the public is going to think about all this? He he may be completely satisfied. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and that's and I'm and he probably is right. Yeah, if he's a big I would say fan so. of that. You know, they give him a little bit of swag, and he's like, "Hey, I got more out of this than I thought I would." Uh, hey, you know, just, well, just he could a creator he, summit. He could be. He could very well be sitting there thinking, "I dodged a bullet," because if they're uh, meter. Uh, what case are we discussing? We're discussing the uh, the Watsi uh, seizure of the of the of the cards that weren't supposed to be out yet. Uh, old school uh, MTG uh, made some videos unpacking uh, those cards, and they had Pinkerton detectives yeah, show up at his door. I mean, anything is okay if if people let you get away with it, right? So if yeah. he says, "Hey," if they go to his house and say, "Give me back the cards," and he he voluntarily gives it to them, well then. You know, I mean, a lawyer could try to make a case saying that, 
oh, they intimidated him and forced him to do that. But that would be, you know, questionable because he, he voluntarily gave them up. Yeah. Now, if you well, said no and they grabbed him from him and pulled him away and ran off, well, uh, that's theft. Like, that's I, obvious. I saw something. I'm trying to remember if it was on Twitter where it kind of listed it. And it, it said something about um, that they they entered his home or something. And he uh, – it wasn't aggressively. Assertively, I think they said – told them to get out or something of that nature that, that led to the, the uh, my, me believing that he did resist them in some way, meaning he did not just say, okay, yeah. whatever you say, you know, that, he, that he could said, put, get that, out of here. Yeah. That puts a different complexion on the whole situation. If that's the yeah. case. And, and there was, there was words that something about his, his wife was very upset afterwards or something like that. Yeah. Which she was in tears. She they was invaded in tears. the, yeah. In tears, they invaded yeah. his home or, or there was some sort of, wasn't just knock on the door. Hey, give us this stuff back. Okay. Bye. Like, but it could, it could, it. it could, it could also be, she's in tears because they said, you've got over 200, you know, this could be a, you know, two hundred thousand dollars in fines, and you could go to jail. And, of course, and, they would threaten and them like all, that. All they'd yeah. have to do was just to say that. They wouldn't have to be physically threatening them at all. True. So you know, it's like, I oh, you you're really in trouble right now. Oh, I don't want to. I don't want to go to jail. You know. Yeah. It's that whole ignorance of the law thing. We we're yeah, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna need... hit you with stuff that you don't have any any answer for because you don't know. You don't know what the information is, what the proper what the proper procedures are. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's all lies and baloney. Yeah. So. Yeah, you got to be. Uh, you got to know your rights, otherwise the people you will walk absolutely all over do. You. And 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 not just your rights as as a customer, as you know, somebody buying a product or anything like that. You need to know your rights as a homeowner, as as the resident in the domicile, whether it's an apartment or a house or whatever. You need to know what your rights are as far as letting people in your in your door. And yeah, I mean, based on what I know about America, I'm surprised the Pickerton's didn't get shot. What was, what's going on? I, <laughs> right. Well, you won't get shot in Chicago, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, I mean, rather, the Pickerton's won't get shot by a homeowner or an apartment owner, uh, considering our gun laws. Now, unless, of course, you happen to be a gangbanger, and then, yeah. you know, a- anything goes. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, we'll we'll keep an eye on it. I think I think it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out, how Watsy handles it now, because I think I think old school MTG is satisfied. He's out of it, at least for now. He may he may circle back and make some videos on this still, uh, if something develops. But uh, if Watsy doesn't make a statement at least to address it, then they're dropping the ball. I think. Uh, let me let me pull this up here real quick, uh, just as a follow-up earlier from what we were talking about on the IDW thing. I did find that list. This is bleeding cool. <clears throat> anyway, uh, the people that are still at uh, IDW after all of this, Jamie Rich, Heather Antos, Tara McCrillis, Mark Doyle, Lauren LaPera, Maggie Howell. Uh, and, folks, if you have been paying attention at all, then you recognize a lot of these names. This is not uh, this is not a good thing for IDW to keep these people. At least Heather's safe. Thank God for that. <laughs> right? Well, they're not they're not keeping the cream of the crop. Is that what you're saying? Only so if it's I, in a milkshake. Yeah, <laughs> I read the uh, I read the uh, the beat comics beat yeah, comics uh, article. Beat. Jason, you noticed that they they fired all of their marketing and PR staff yeah. and half of editorial. Yeah. So I mean, 
there's a hmm. oh, I wonder if I can find it. So okay, they, here's a so quote. So they could have gotten rid of Heather Antos and they didn't. That says a lot. But li- listen to this this I mean this quote it's kind of it's kind of boilerplate but the board is elected to take these actions to preserve capital and put the company in the strongest position possible to unlock value from its assets including its intellectual property and ability to generate new intellectual property. I think that that last one is just tacked on. It seems to me it's and you know and based on the fact that the the the, the company you know in after hours trading I think it was or trading it dropped from you know dropped fifty percent from like. 90 something cents to 40 something cents yeah it seems to me like it's gonna be a it's it looks like a fire sale right like well they're still on that, that hope. commented on earlier about about fire sale there um oh during the during the last uh 12 months or so um there's a website that does ch- uh kind of sort of charity work or uh, kind of sort of charity and kind of sort of uh at, you know, uh, self-serving advertising called Humble Bundle. Mm-hmm. And what they do is that they that among that they'll have these they'll have these things where they'll be on, that a company will say, "Hey, I want to sell this kind of stuff and give and have it for a charity." And what and what you as the uh, customer um, d- does is uh, is um, what do you call? It? You'll like see the offer and it'll be like. Four books for a dollar. Four books of this type of thing for a dollar. Uh, twelve books for twelve. Twelve or fourteen books in the same uh, theme for like ten dollars, and then and so on up. So one of the things that because you had um, you had uh, reminded me uh, with today's it w- is that over the last twelve months I've seen lots of stuff for uh, I've seen lots of stuff for uh, IDW. Are uh, show up in their humble bundle under the book section. They have three yeah. sections: uh, stuff, software, um, software, books, and games. The games are um, part of what humble bundle uh, provides themselves. They have their own uh, like web. They have their own site, kind of like the same way Steam has their own site. It's not necessarily their games, uh, but it's like exclusive through them or. And then under software, it's like maybe you get the games, but the games are, you know, you can, um, you know, you paid for it, you do your voucher. Right. So, anyways, for the books, what happens is over the last twelve over the last twelve months, I've seen many many offers from IDW, like when you say fire sale, you're not kidding, like 45, 45 trade paperbacks for like twenty five bucks. Wow. Mm. And and the thing mm. is that they'll be, you know, and again, you know, at seven. Nor and these are of course PDFs, no watermarking, you know. So uh, from the standpoint from the standpoint of a um, uh, of a collector or reader, oh heck yeah, I, I go I go and get the go and get the bargains. And then even then you can um you can min max the percentage that goes to the charity and how much goes to a humble bundle and how much goes back to the company uh, wow. that's making the offer. So I'm thinking it, perhaps it's a win win. Uh, because maybe they're uh, by um, promoting a charity, it uh, it helps with their quote losses um, in some manner. It provides PR in the business world at some level. Um, it also provides you know uh, advertising on their part for their uh, I- IPs. Um, which so now that I made the commentary, so you know where I'm coming from with all this. Then the next thing turns into 
what IPs do they have as far as comic books? It seemed to me that they, um, it seems to me that they had published a lot of, a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff that had been licensed uh, yeah. from other people that had been licensed from other people. So what do they actually own still that they could, um, that they could leverage into a TV show or something else? Well, that's the thing. They don't have uh, a lot. Um, I mean, they've got, They've got a few titles, but at the same time, it's, you know, a lot of it is the licensed stuff. Um, you know, Ninja Turtles and uh, what else? Star Trek. Yeah. You've got, um, they've got a Dungeons and Dragons book. Now, they do have the, the project from G. Willow Wilson, and I think that's original. Uh, but for the most part, yeah, you're right. They they don't have they don't have a whole lot of original properties, you know. Godzilla, right. and the Rocketeer, and, and the other ones, artist owned. Yeah. Are they like artist owned? Like uh, like um, uh, other comic book companies try to do? Um, I, I doubt I it. it. Was what is it? Image Image Marvel does it? Uh, I I, I want to say does Boom Studios do creator owned? I ain't, I can't remember. Sure. I don't know. I get them. I get them mixed up. Yeah, but yeah. Um, I mean, uh, you know, just looking at some of these numbers here, you know, last first quarter last year they made eleven million in sales from. Uh, I guess I'm assuming it's book sales. It says sales, and then this this quarter, uh, Q1 this year, they they lost forty four percent. They're down to six point six million. Yeah. So that's like you know forty four percent. I mean, you know, their losses are, uh, you know, they're. Uh, just looking at their, um, they made, you know, they had 4.3 million from lock and key yep. streaming on Netflix in 2022, but zero this year because it, it didn't get renewed or whatever. Right? And, and, so, they, and I mean, they've been losing money year over year. So it's not just from yeah. 22 to 23. It's every year they lose money. I'm surprised they're still in business, yeah, honestly. But, but that 4.3 million is is more than like their yearly losses is what i'm saying yeah like that is the like this you know idw entertainment and and they're they're selling stuff to netflix is probably the only thing that was keeping them afloat and uh you I know, think so. now that they don't have that how are they going to you know maintain they're going to continue to lose yeah. you know a couple yeah. hundred thousand dollars every quarter right uh, M- and MS... that's why i'm suggesting that they're going to get they're going to you know, they're gonna yeah. I don't. I don't think. I don't think IDW is gonna last much longer. Maybe a year, two years at the most, uh, unless they do something drastically radical to change their model, which I don't see them doing as long as they get the people in charge of what they got in charge now. Uh, MS yeah, says and, Boom does creator own. He thinks. All right, so. Thanks. So. Yeah, it's Boom. Yeah. I know it's one of them that uh, that does creator owned. Because I know Image just... does, and I can't remember if it, yeah, it does. Image, does Image is the big one. Yeah, Dark does... Horse. Uh, I don't think Dark Horse. I know they copy a lot of stuff creator. from other people. Dark Horse. Dark Horse did it once a point, lot of licensed stuff. Um, and I don't yeah. know if Valiant does any creator owned stuff over there or not. Valiant, I don't see. I don't see Valiant going on very much longer either. What do they got? One book now. They do. They do one book per. So they're going to do the run for uh, whatever they're doing now, Bloodshot or, or whatever, and they're they're only putting out I think one one issue per month per title. And they do one title until it's done, and then they do another title until it's done, and another title. They're hurting, 
And no, Death and Angels all their old stuff's been Diamond. dumped onto drive through RP or not yeah. drive through RPG. It's been dumped into uh, comic uh, uh, drive through comics. Yeah, and uh, the sister site for the all their you know like all their old um, all their old uh, Valiant stuff. It's all there. You can pick it up either the yeah. t- the trades or or by individual issues in some in most cases. And Death so, Angels so, uh, Diamond is not out of business. Diamond came back. From the pandemic, all better. So it looks like IDW's model was basically to, uh, you know, get good, uh, you know, license good IPs and then squeeze as much as they could out of them. And they didn't really focus on making much of their own stuff, maybe a few, very small. So I don't see how they're, you know, without any money to buy IPs, um, how are they going to, uh, you know, come back and no, and no, original content of their own that's that's any good right i mean it looks like their their solution was to go you know video game and try to you know uh streaming to netflix and try to take what little they had and push that there but now that's all dropped as well so that's the a failed strategy tried to that seems like the failed strategy uh attempting to save the company there so i'm not sure what they're gonna do yeah. No, the other option they have. I, I don't. I don't, see, I don't see. I don't see IDW. Too. Yeah, I don't see IDW um, surviving another year. Yeah, some of their IPs were de- were dead ends, uh, so to speak. Uh, for example, the main reason I, that I liked IDW was because they were the ones that made Doctor Who comic books mm-hmm. uh, back in back you know in the uh, back around the at, at, in the tens. And what happens is that, of course, you know that's they don't own that. That's BBC. And uh, so what happens is that uh, as BBC started uh, taking more, uh, started taking more and more of their stuff back, so to speak, it's like, no, they can determine who they can do their comic books to, you know, sell their comic book to or sell the different rights for different aspects of the uh, Doctor Who IP. Um, Which which has gone to has gone to Titan now. Titan Titan's publishing Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Plus, some of these some of these IPs have been tarnished yeah. a bit by the original. Uh... Well, that's that's a different story. Yeah. Well, there's that too. All right, <laughs> so um, so we got a no chat. 14th Doctor. We got a comment over in the chat on Rumble from Metter. Know your rights and understand the authority others have on your personal property. This is going back to the Watsy thing. These were purchased, and if there was yeah. an error within the shipment, that that isn't on the cus- the the consumer. Abs- absolutely right. Um, it's, Absolutely. it's on the company, which is why I'm saying Watsy needs to make a statement. So, mm-hmm. all right, gentlemen, I'm going to have to go and start doing prep for tomorrow morning. Thanks very much for being here. This was a good conversation. I'm always happy to have people call in and, and share their thoughts. And, uh, it's nice to have a new voice in the mix. So. Yeah, nice to meet you. Mouth on legs. What? Well, what's <laughs> wrong with the old voices? Wait a second. Hey. Cause we're all old. <laughs> All right. That's because I'm new and special. Have I have I, <laughs> have I told you about my lawn today? By the way, I got potatoes coming up. Already? Potato. Wow. We haven't even planted yet. I I got I got, up I, north, got them. So. I got them sprouting. I got them sprouting. I'm happy. We got tomatoes in the ground, and nobody dug <laughs> them up. We got a, we got a raccoon in the back somewhere, and he didn't touch the tomatoes yep. last night. So I'm happy. It's, it's spring. Kid. How's it go? Kids are out, and I don't go out after dark no. anymore. We're still, um, we're still breaking the ground to, to with a pickaxe to get on it. Get on it. Get on it. 
All right, that's going to do it for us today, folks. Thanks very much for being here. Don't forget, you can uh, connect with us on various different social medias. Let me pull that list up there for everybody to see. And uh, you can connect with us on 10 different platforms if that's what you want to do. Uh, we've got the Discord server. We had a newsletter you can sign up for, all these, all these good things. And in uh, the meantime, don't forget, we do have tomorrow uh, Good Morning Multiverse at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 Central. So you join us for that. And that's going to do it for us today, folks. Thanks very much for being here. Remember, the politicians hate you. The media lies to you all the time. God has a plan for you. And there are four lights. This has been a presentation of SciFiForMe.com. Copyright 2023 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media. You're listening to Sci-Fi For Me Radio. 